1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we move into League Cup final week after another dramatic few days in Scottish football. Rangers are sweating over the fitness of Tillman, Lundstrom and Jack after a win at Livingston. Celtic keep up their impressive form with a comfortable victory against Aberdeen. There were VAR red cards for Kilmarnock and Ross County and a big win for Motherwell and Stuart Kettlewell. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna. Just six sleeps to go Gordon the Via Play Cup final the first domestic silverware of the season will be settled at Hamden on Sunday afternoon a first old firm final in three seasons and they're both going in in not bad form Celtic hit another four in Saturday Rangers hit another three in Saturday two clean sheets they've both got midfield injury worries to concern themselves over the next few days but the countdown is officially on oh, That's all well and good But what about Motherwell Hearts yesterday Andy Halliday? Oh, I don't even want to speak It's going to be a long two hours for me I was really hoping I woke up with some sort of illness this morning That I could phone him Fair play to sickie, you I, I, was, I was waiting for the, the resignation text But you have uh, come in to face the music Well done Listen I've I've got a not bad Clyde one derby record And I've gave you plenty to stick over time So uh, and I suppose good, it's matter The good news is I've won the sweepstake I said 604 he would mention it. Producer Chris <laughs> said 607 You said 611 I've been trying Absolutely magic I've been chomping at the bit all day well, you, Listen, uh, hold well, on a minute I'm saying 6-11 what? he mentioned it at 4.30 yesterday Hold on a second The last time the teams met each other He scored a double And I had to sit and look at him Doing interviews after the game So this is And listen He felt so bad about here. it Yesterday he sat up in the main uh, stand Exactly, exactly. 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 I had exactly. the same point of view as you For 90 minutes So don't That is the number you need and no invitation necessary I think it is one of those weeks we're already building up to the weekend it should be fantastic um, that League Cup final at Hamden but really start with what the weekend we've just experienced uh, meant to you all how does it set you up for the League Cup final in terms of Glasgow's uh, big two Celtic fans um, I imagine you want to come on and rave uh, about Rio Hatati. was there anything else you took away from the Game at the weekend All started Good to have Kyogo back How impressive uh, Is the form Going into this final uh, Rangers fans What about you then Another victory For Michael Beal How concerned are you About the potential Absence of Malik Tillman And others of course John Lundstrom Ryan Jack But Malik Tillman in particular How concerned are you To hear that uh, Over the weekend It was quite a lively afternoon At the Tony Macaroni There was a few um, Refereeing VAR Decisions. It was that banner. In fact, I saw plenty of debate about that on social media. Rangers fans behind the goal having a bit of a pop at Michael Beale for the Partick Thistle goal that we spent last week talking about. It seems we're not over it yet. Um, so, any thoughts on that or anything else you fancy? It's 01419511025. Give us a call right now. And to put you in the mood, give me your result of the weekend, Roger Hanna. We know there's only one, but I'll make you both pick one. Well, I'm going to go with. St Johnson, I'll put Andy in the spot for the other one St Johnson, a big day it was For Dundee United They had the legends of 1983 The title winners back at Tannadise They needed something to get off the bottom of the table And all they got was A 2-1 defeat to St Johnson Two goals from Stevie May And the comedy goal of the season Conceded by the United <laughs> Result of the weekend, come on, do the right thing Can we skip this part? Nope. 
Ah, uh, do you know what? I'll give it to Motherwell. Every thank time we beat Motherwell you. over the last two two years, which has been plenty of good, okay, I've fine. picked Hearts as good as over the weekend game. every single time. So now, listen, it was huge for for Stuart Kettlewell. Clearly, got the new manager bounce for the players six points and a what was a massive weekend. All quickly, that football can change. You'll get the table now for Motherwell. Good on you. Very gracious. Uh, goal of the weekend, Roger Hanna. I've been really lucky. Most of the last six weeks, I would say it's actually been a goal that I've seen, and it was the same on Saturday. James Tavernier's free kick. Rangers against Livingston um, over the wall flashed into the top corner Shamal George was just a spectator really as it went in and after his penalty in the first half he's edging towards 100 goals for the football club not bad for a right back I was scouring the nation for my weekly mm-hmm. team goal and wasn't many out there but to be fair a few wonder strikes and I'm going to give mine to Dylan Levitt I think a really key point in the game uh, finds himself in a lovely pocket of space on the half turn and sort of slews it into the far corner to be out uh, outdone within well, a minute. I was going to say, leads you nicely on because it didn't count for much. What is your Can Howler of the Weekend, Andy Halliday? Mr. Beregiti, I mean... It's like Howler of the Season. It's Howler of the Season. Listen, it? I'm sure if Roger got in before me, he'd have picked that himself. But, I mean, at this stage of the season, the, the form that Dundee United are in... Like I said, for Darren Levitt to equalise for a minute later with 10 minutes Ludicrous. left on the clock to, I mean, to pass the ball in the first place to Chalamo Gru, who was about to have two players swarming him to then receive the ball back and think for some reason he had more than 35 seconds on the ball was was remarkable. And then, a small matter, he got injured in the process and he's yeah. out for the season. <laughs> yeah, it was um, not a classic. I think we'll file it under that, Roger Hanna. What was your howler? A couple of other few refereeing calls, maybe? VAR. Well, VAR was involved, but I'm going to give the howler of the weekend to Owura Edwards of Ross County. Um, they're pushing hard for an equaliser against St Mirren. Lightning D United are in desperate need of points at the bottom. And quite what he's thinking about, sent off the bench by Malky Mackay and a two footed lunge into the St Mirren goalkeeper Trevor Carson. The red card, his second red card of the season. He is not helping Ross County at the minute and in the teeth of a relegation battle. Once that suspension's over, I'm interested to see how often he features I, on Malky's team. I, I tell you what, I was amazed that VAR was needed to give that red card because... <laughs> expecting oh, a few of uh, Strathclyde's couple finest. A yep, couple of years in Berlin, I think. But. Well, it was incredible. And top man, top performer from the weekend was... Rio Hattati. Okay. Yeah. Very good form at the minute. Um, two excellent goals again for Celtic alongside Callum McGregor in there. Really the beating heart of this Celtic team. And Hattati couldn't wish to be in any better form going into the cup final. Uh, your nod? I've got to go for James Tavenier twice in one night. Me and my me and uh, my partner Roger here. And, you know, I think he's not had the best of times of it uh, recently in terms of his individual performances. But a double at the weekend and then to top off his weekend. Uh, Hall of Fame inductee Absolutely. at Rangers so. yeah, you could get your thoughts in on that Rangers fans as well if you've got any any thoughts any any queries any praise for your Hall of Fame inductees last night add that to the ever growing list of topics there are a lot tonight so come on 01419511025 how to Glasgow's big two how did Saturday set you up for the League Cup final Rangers fans how worried are you about the absence of Malik Tillman uh, what did you make of that banner having a pop at Michael Beale for his decision to allow Partick Thistle to walk the ball in? Do you back that sentiment? Are you annoyed that that banner was unfurled? Give us your thoughts. Celtic fans, what did you take away from the weekend? Rio Hitati or anything else? Motherwell fans, Stuart Kettlewell, is he the man? VAR might concern you. Killy fans, 
There is a lot to get through So come on 01419511025 And by the way Every caller Who makes it on air tonight Is going to go into a draw For a pair of tickets To the Virgin Bet Race Day Air Race Course On Saturday the 11th of March It's a great day out You don't even need to be Into horse racing You don't even need to make A good point I mean I'd prefer that you did Don't get me wrong But everybody who comes on And makes a point to the panel That's it You go into the hat And we will announce A winner at the end of the show So come on 0141 951 1025 And we'll kick things off With Ross Who's got some Celtic thoughts For us Take it away Ross Hi guys Hi Roger Um, Andy Hope you're all well Um, no, really looking forward to the game on Sunday But I was really impressed with Hattati on Saturday um, I just thought in the middle of the park He controlled everything um, And just just watching him You can see that he's a, he's a right good player And it's only so long Until he potentially moves to a bigger club Now I'm not saying I want him out the door straight away But I just think with the ability the guy's got You can clearly see that he's really got a, a really good football brain. I always enjoy that because if I open the show and say oh, Rio Hatati, it's a matter of time before someone buys him. I'll get hounded for oh, trying to chase the guy out the yeah, country. Well, so fair up, these Celtic fans come on trying to sell Rio Hatati. I'm glad that Ross has brought it up. But um, is he man of the moment? The, the, they, they change quite quickly. Is that a boy? Kyogo before that, but um, is he the man of the moment now, Roger? Yeah, he's in terrific form, and you can see the performance against St Mirren in the cup win the previous Saturday, and then the performance against Aberdeen on Saturday. There, he is um, only just eclipsing Callum McGregor. I would have to say he's playing very well at the minute as well. Um, and it's funny this season. You're right, Celtic players. It's almost as if they're taking turns to, you know, be the key man at the minute. It was Aaron Moy before, as you say, Kyogo Jota. Dyson Maida, take your pick, but um, Hatati's in very good form going into this game. And at a time when, you know, Michael Beale spoke on, on Saturday evening at Livy about the injury worries over Tillman and Lundstrom and Jack, that midfield area will be very, very important at Hamden on Sunday. What have you made of him, Andy? I see a lot of people, you know, you praise him under any circumstance for the performance, but, you know, people pointing out that he's actually not even been a professional footballer all that long, Rio yeah. Hatati, you know, and um, he seems to be. Taking to it quite well, I think everyone would admit. <coughs> hey, apologies. Uh, yeah, and st- just so many attributes in, in and out of possession, out of possession, just so industrious at, at how Celtic want to play. I think he's very, very key in possession. He's box to box. He's he's looking to get on the ball. He's looking to play forward. He's, he's sort of adding more goals to his game. And he's quite rightly pointed out that it seems like every week you've got that man of the weekend for Celtic. But I think over the piece of the season, I think he has been Celtic's player of the year so far. And listening to talk about potentially sell him. They'll definitely recoup the one and a half million if they do go on to sell them, that's for sure. Yeah, does it help Ross to have, you know, guys then that, that you go into the weekend excited about? I think the last time these sides met, I was banging on about how it's it's a bit of a cliche that form goes out the window and all that stuff. It, it must be nice to have players that that you feel can potentially um, be your match winner at the weekend. Yeah, definitely. It's it's really exciting time to be a Celtic fan, but um, I look at it on the flip side, Gordon. You look at Rangers. Rangers are scoring goals as well, so I don't want to just uh, forget about Rangers. I mean, I think it's going to be a, a fantastic spectacle. Two teams are at a right good place, and I think it can go either way on Sunday. I know on paper Celtic should win, but you can never underestimate Michael Beale or Rangers at this point. Going to be interesting, that's for sure A full week of this build-up I can barely contain the excitement on here already uh, 01419511025 Ross goes into the hat for the pair of tickets to 
at the Virgin Bet Race Day at your race course, by the way. So that's simple. You just come on, make a point, and you might win the tickets uh, as well. Um, here was Ange Postacoglu's thoughts on the game, and of course there was that second-half return for Kyogo. First half, I thought we were excellent. Um, the tempo, the intensity we played, the quality of our football was outstanding. Uh, you know, we scored a couple of good goals. Uh, probably could add a couple more. Again, guys coming on gave us the energy we needed and uh, finished strong. So, uh, yeah, very pleased. John Kennedy just kept telling me, look, he's getting really angry. You better put him on. So, um, <laughs> I didn't have much choice. I thought he was going to sneak on at one point. So, um, yeah, Keogh was following his rearing to go and looking forward to, I guess, um, next week now. Yeah, I don't think it ever got to the the big will Kyogo make the final drama, Roger, that, no. that we we saw or that we perhaps anticipated last week. It's pretty straightforward. He comes off the bench and he'll be good to go. Yeah, and I, I don't think there's going to be too many surprises in the Celtic lineup. The, the big question marks now surrounding Aaron Moy. He missed a game at the weekend. Will he be ready to go? If he's not, you're assuming Matt O'Reilly would start the game in with Hitati and McGregor. Um, the rest of the Celtic team at the minute more or less picks itself it'll be the team that started against Aberdeen with Kyogo going in for O at centre forward if you like Rangers far more doubts the, the back five's nailed on you would think including McGregor but with the doubts over Jack and Lundstrom and Tillman you wonder if our Rangers would go with the same 11 that started the game at Livingston at the weekend and that would thrust Nicholas Raskin and Todd Cantwell into their first old firm game in a final at Hamden Yes, plenty more to look at As the week goes on We'll hear from Michael Beale And cover off some of the Rangers talking points In the not too uh, distant future Let's just get another quick bit from Ange Postacoglu In terms of how the weekend And the league table And the run of form sets them up Does it give them any sort of advantage Going into this week? Cup football is cup football um, You know, it's especially... You know, in any round, you know that you're going into it with the possibility of, irrespective of form, that you know um, any team can win it, and same even more so in the final. Celtic fans, what do you think? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Was there anything else to take away from that weekend? How does it set you up uh, for this week? And I keep mentioning it because it's worth it, just in case you've just turned on. Every caller who makes it into the make a point to the guys tonight is into the hat for that pair of tickets. Uh, to the Virgin Bet race day uh, as well Does it help Roger to, to have done that at the weekend And, and, and go in, in in good form Like Rangers will as well obviously um, But is, is, that, is that what you're looking for If you're a, a fan of those clubs? Undoubtedly um, And I think both managers As well as the wins Plenty of goals A clean sheet each And no more injuries You know Rangers did enough injuries Particularly in that midfield engine room if you like No more injuries They'll both be content with the work at the weekend They've both got eight straight days to prepare And you know yourself You know what it's like in this city Had one of them slipped up A 1-1, a nil-nil, something like that Then it would have been oh-woe In the build-up to the final But I think you'll find in the show this week Both sets of supporters will be buoyant They will be bullish And they will believe that their team Can lift this trophy on Sunday afternoon Is there a particular swagger and confidence about a lot of Celtics wins at the moment Andy is that something you recognised at the weekend I think that I mean the performance sort of typifies a season it's coming out starting fast blowing teams out of the water in the first 20 minutes 30 minutes for the case at the weekend it was a full 45 almost going in a a mini law if you want to call it for sort of 10-15 minutes but then, then the depth of the squad comes in Three, four, five subs yeah. come off the bench at extreme quality. You look at it the weekend, Aberdeen must be thinking, we're 2 0 down. We see Kyogo coming off the bench. We see 
Haksibanovic coming off the bench, uh, Abada coming off the bench, mm-hmm. and it almost just lifts that energy again mm-hmm. for the next half an hour. So, listen, it's going to be a, a, a very intriguing game to watch at the weekend. I do think there's a bit more uncertainty uh, around Rangers, especially who makes the squad uh, list this weekend, but a game it's going to be mm-hmm. fascinating to watch. Uh, Terry is a Celtic fan as well. Terry, how did the weekend set you up for the week ahead? Oh, enjoyed the weekend it's definitely good football to watch and it's, it's pleasing on the eye I mean you're turning up every week just who's going to play and what, what not and it's just the, the performance levels are great at the moment but what is it in particular Terry because look there, there's this obvious thing here in Scottish football Celtic should win most of their games they, they, they should be able to beat Aberdeen but what we've seen in the past is sometimes those types of fixtures aren't great to watch because the, the opponent will come and they'll sit there and they'll make life difficult for you and you eventually need to find a way and, and break them down. Is it because the this team seems to do that with such ease? Is that the exciting bit? Well, I think we've just got these exciting players now that can get in behind people uh, at, kind of, at ease, shall we say. Like, I mean, I've watched a lot of, obviously, Celtic over the years under Lennon, under Strachan and these kind of games as you're talking about would maybe end up just a 1-0 in that but now Celtic just it's the people coming off the bench as well that's the thing it's just the team's just getting gets better as the game goes on shall I say yeah, is, is that is that the difference now Roger because like, I don't want to labour what's an obvious point but relatively speaking it should be easy for Celtic to win the majority of their League games the same way that Rangers yeah, do, but I, to win them in the I, manner I do, that I, they are is is that the bit that's catching the imagination? It is, and I do think the gap now whether this is a temporary thing or a permanent thing now the gap is widening between the big two and the rest. Um, no offence, Andy. Obviously, to well, you and your I'm, I'm, I'm going to say to Andy, just take the cans off for a wee minute. Um, the thing that really shows that is Rangers' two performances at Tynecastle this season, where the team second in the table has gone away from home to the team third in the table and they've won convincingly in both games. And that's before you even look at you know, Celtic taking on an Aberdeen side that's in the bottom six, Rangers taking on a Livingston team at the weekend who had just lost 3-0 at home to Inverness. You know, the, there, was, there was no surprise really in the results at the weekend. There have been very few surprises in the league this season. Celtic slipping up at St Mirren, a couple of slips by Rangers, well, Giovanni van Bronckhurst was still at the helm. But week in, week out... They are showing their muscle against the other 10 teams in the Premiership and now they go head-to-head and I think everyone's really looking forward to it, Gordon. Um, want to fight your corner? You're just going to sit and take it this week. <laughs> good evidence. Um, Terry, how, how does, in terms of the players and the confidence and the options, how does it set you up then for for this week? Is the, does the team pick itself? It's a bit early maybe to be naming a... Starting eleven for six days' time, but you must have a, a bit of faith in the options available. Well, obviously we've got plenty of options available, and team has kind of been picking itself. But a guy that's not really been starting for us a badder, I think you just get these guys sometimes in these kind of games that just seem to perform, and he seems to be he always pops up with a goal against me. So I'd be, I'd probably pick him or Maeda. Yeah, like I said, Roger, there's plenty of time for a, a name you're starting eleven. Uh, discussion later in the week But In terms of what the weekend We've just witnessed Leela Bada does score again It's his 11th of the season When he's not necessarily A main stay In, in that, that starting 11 um, We know the, the kind of The criteria Not the criteria the, the package now He's 21 years of age He's relatively new to the country But his numbers as people say What's that? I think that was his 19th league goal 
add in another seven or eight from other competitions. Yeah, ordinarily, and I think if you go back to you know the build up to previous old firm games, I've always banged the drum for Abada to start games. Um, he's got a good record against Rangers as well as that you know general record you speak about. But at the minute, I just can't see past the front three of Maeda. Mm. Kyogo and Jota I think they've earned Those places Maeda's been Exceptional mm. Since he returned For a World Cup Kyogo is the top scorer And There is no way A bad is getting in Ahead mm. of Jota So His numbers are great He scored again At the weekend He never let Celtic down But At the minute I think he'll find it hard To break into that mm. front three Well before we look forward The rest of the week Let's continue to look back A little bit Thank you to Terry He's in the hat For the tickets To air race course What about Rangers game At the weekend then Rangers fans What did you make of the win Against Livingston What about James Tavernier's contribution He went into the Hall of Fame last night as well What else pleased you How worried are you about this injury to Malik Tillman And what about that banner The Rangers fans having a bit of a pop at Michael Beale Do you agree or disagree with that Let us know right now And we'll speak to you next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here It's a victory for Andy Halliday A moral one because he's made it through the first part of the show uh, With me gloating that Motherwell beat his Hearts team yesterday And he's not left yet so he's still here Fair play to him Roger Hanna ready to take your calls as well After a big weekend we're looking back on it Every caller who makes it on air tonight Goes into the draw for a pair of tickets To the Virgin Bet Race Day Air Race Course Saturday 11th of March I'm sure you don't need any extra incentive to phone tonight After a weekend uh, like that But it may just give you a nudge in the right direction Let's hear from Michael Beale After Rangers 3-0 win against Livingston He was happy with how they handled it Especially uh, with a couple of injuries Which might concern you Rangers fans for this week He gave updates on Malik Tillman, Ryan Jack And John Lundstrom When you come here you know what you're going to get You know Davey has his team fired up Lots of legs, lots of energy. They make it around the boxes, so it's a it's a game that that obviously forces your attention. We've had um, we came here with a bit of a patched up team in some ways. Although the starting eleven was very good, you can see that we've got a number of players missing. Uh, so I'm delighted to get out of here with the result, and, and obviously three 0 was quite emphatic in the end, which I've been here a lot, and uh, there's not too many days I've come away. Uh, so happy as I am today. What can you tell us about Tillman and Lindstrom and Jack and the guys who missed out today? Well, they're big doubts because they're not available today. Uh, Malik's got a problem with his hamstring, um, Jacko with his calf, and, and obviously John with his ankle. I'm optimistic to think those, plus maybe Scott Arfield, will return to training at the back end of the week, but he'll be touch and go. Um, so what you saw today might be what we have, and uh, I was delighted with what, what I got today. This stuff's even better on weeks like this, Roger Hanna, because this is either the worst news for Rangers fans who can't believe that one of their favourites just now, Malik Tillman, might miss the game. He might make a surprise return. It might be a bit of mind games from the manager. It's all this stuff that, that, that circles around in a week like this. How big a blow would it be to have them unavailable or, or even struggling to, to make it? Yeah, I think um, if you look at the bench... Rangers hand at Livingston at the weekend 16 year old Bailey Rice Came on for a debut 17 year old Zach Lovelace was on the bench Young Adam Devine Young Leon King There wasn't a huge amount of depth Of experience there And even if Michael Beale Was forced to start the 11 That started at Livingston I don't think that would worry him too much But I think he would like the Tillmans And the Jacks And the Lundstroms 
people like that mm. available to give him more options off the bench. You know, you just spoke a minute ago about the importance of the five subs. Um, Rangers didn't really have five senior players to come on at the weekend. Mm. Uh, let's bring in David and get his thoughts. David's a, a Rangers fan. How much would that concern you, David? Malik Tillman, for instance, and a couple of others. They, they may well make it, but how much of a worry is that? It is a worry, because um, obviously they like strength and depth, but as I was saying to the producer there, I don't know who would who would start, who would be on the bench for Rangers, because most people are saying Sakala will maybe drop out, if maybe um, Lundstrom or Tillman make it, but I think Sakala was actually maybe Rangers' best player in the last Old Firm game. I think Sakala was brilliant. To be honest, that's my opinion, but I don't know what the panel think. I mean, Andy, this is now a midfield that has Raskin and Cantwell and it never used to. So the the, the numbers are are improved, but if you, I don't know, last six weeks or or last however many games Michael Beale's been in, Malik Tillman's been the standout, has he not? Oh yeah, for sure. I think he's the... He's the main one about the three, four you've just mentioned that Rangers would really want fit. I think John Lundstrom's another one. Even in games where Rangers have had negative results against Celtic, I think he's always really showed up well in the in the derby games. But Malik Tillman for me has been Rangers standout player for for two months and arguably for the full season. So I think if he if he's fit, it's a huge bonus. I think he plays. I don't think there's any doubt that Sakala plays. To be honest, I think he's a. I think he's nailed on the starting eleven regardless. Because um, of that, because of that recent. And if, and if you're having a sort of guessing game of how Michael Beale sets up in the game, I think he'll try to be relatively compact, but try and hit Celtic on the counter attack. I think you look at the game at uh, Ibrox at the start of the season. Uh, sorry, a, a couple of months ago, and you see how how well they utilise Sakala in that game, specifically in the second half. So I think he plays. Uh, you know, Roger quite right, rightly mentioned about you know getting bodies back. For, we're talking about Celtic strength and depth, and they can. You know, bring subs on to change games. You only have to look at the semi final last year when it goes to extra time, and you know, you've got the luxury of bringing Scott Arfield on, who gets the equaliser. You bring on Sakala, who you know, sort of enforces Carl Stalfit into, uh, into an error to score an own goal. So, you know, the the bodies they get back are going to be a huge bonus, but I think Malik Tillman's the, the, the real one. The one, thing, the one thing we don't know, and I remember go back to the week Michael Beale was appointed, you were talking, Andy, about your personal experiences with him and his admiration for Glenn Kamara. And that, you know, as one of those two behind the three, if you like. What I can't work out is if Jack and Lundstrom are fit, which two actually start? You know, Morelos will start up top. And I think it is Kent, Tillman, and Sakala because Sakala has made these games, you know, he's made himself invaluable in these games. What I can't quite get my head around is which two would start? Yeah. There's Kamara, there's Lundstrom, there's Jack, and there's Nicholas Raskin. Is he not nailed on now? Which one? Nicholas Raskin It's only a, a, Listen it's a real small sample size We've yeah, seen him course. in two games But I think he looks made For a game like uh, The old firm And listen I'm probably setting myself up For the poor boy To go and maybe not Perform at the levels he showed but And you'll get plenty very, of calls oh, next so No doubt but who, it looks, who plays with him Does I think, if, I think if they're all fit I think it'll be Lundstrom and Raskin Lundstrom I think that'll be the two and But Til- he just look very tenacious Tillman in for Cantwell uh, Tillman in for Cantwell Yes Sakala Kent Morelos um, David was it important To go to somewhere Like Livy that can obviously be difficult and, and come away with look, it wasn't it wasn't comfortable the full afternoon but a comfortable outcome a comfortable scoreline is that important ahead of this weekend? Yeah definitely just to obviously keep pace with, with Celtic in the league and then with the, with the, with the final coming up because as I said earlier on if, if any of them had dropped points um, there would have been a wee bit of, the other team would have been a wee bit nervous going in there but I think it sets it up perfectly but since Michael Beals come in the two of them have got obviously identical records um, winning all their games apart from the draw obviously with each other 
So I, I think it'll be a good game, but I fancy them just to beat the Celtic. Don't don't go all Davy Martindale on me because then we'll get calls saying ah, but they're not identical records. If you mention the goal difference and all that stuff, and I I think it it really tired me out last week, Roger. <laughs> I want you to feel sorry for me. Uh, thank you to David on the line. What about John and Dorai then? Uh, John's got some thoughts actually on the likes of Nicholas Raskin and, and Todd Cantwell. Take it away, John. Hi, good evening, panel. How are we doing, Hi, Gordon, John. Andy, Roger? Good, good. good. Yeah. How are you? You all right? Um, I not too bad. It's just that so I've been listening to Michael Beale's interviews over the past say week, two weeks, and that. Um, and one thing he kind of hit on that I think most Rangers fans missed was the fact that he brought in Raskin at twenty one, and then Campwell, but it's Campwell twenty three, twenty four, and he kind of says that this is going to be the new look Rangers. So what you were talking about there, as in obviously Tillman's going to be a big miss on Sunday if he is out. Right, that's what we definitely need him. That's a kind of a showboaty player if you get me A player that Celtic will kind of Have to keep an eye on But The likes with Jack and Lundstrom If only one of them is back fit That's I'm happy with that Because I mean Raskin is basically Nailed on for me now He seems like a hungry player He seems like He seems he just wants to get involved Like that kind of raw No passion But that raw emotion for the game Same as Sakala For the last Rangers Celtic game If you get me And that's what I just kind of wanted to ask the panel Is Can you see In the summer a kind of new look Rangers as in a younger kind of looking Rangers now do you think it's time for the Rangers to kind of start getting a bit younger looking yeah maybe combine that Roger with what you thought because you, you saw Nicholas Raskin up close at the weekend you were there at Livingston yeah and, and listen he looks um, he looks tenacious um, he looks hungry for the ball he wants to drive forward when he gets the ball um, he spoke well after the game he himself Reckons he's still a little bit away from his peak match fitness. You know, he, he was left out a while at Standard before getting the deal done in January. He thinks there's more to come from him. But, you know, if, this isn't just a Rangers thing. It sort of it irritates me when I hear this. Oh, you know, the team's going to be younger and the team's going to be this and the team's going to be that. Rangers just need to win. You know, it doesn't matter if Nicholas Raskin's 21. Um, the last time Rangers won a League Cup final against Celtic, the captain was 41 Davy Weir And there weren't many complaints about him And if Alan McGregor's outstanding at the weekend At 40 or 41 There won't be any complaints about that Yeah, so, and individually But do you prob- you need to at some point Have that kind of core, don't you? Or a freshness Or something that you believe you can I, build on I don't think the Rangers team Looks an old team at the minute Not necessarily old But if you if you take age And I don't want to sound really unfair Shelf life plus contractual situation but before Raskin Cantwell etc it, it is on the brink of being a squad that does need to, to revamp it's a squad that needs to win trophies and then once you're both on, can be true once you're on top and you're winning trophies then you can look down the list of priorities mm. at things like bringing down the average age level of the squad yeah but those, win, win those, trophies things, first. No, but those things must be linked as in you have a better chance of winning trophies if you've got this fresh squad that regenerates at the right times yeah l- listen in an ideal perfect world yes you're absolutely right John absolutely right but I, I think the focus for Rangers just now simply mm. has to be to to start winning things yeah, what have you made of him Andy it just seems like I, I look he's at this Belgian under twenty one international. I think it was. Fa- I thought. I thought it was quite obvious he was going to come and be comfortable on the ball. Mm-hmm. Maybe what I didn't expect. You know, we went to Livingston at the weekend. It's on the Astro. You know what Lovey are going to bring. But he seems quite keen to to get in and out <laughs> and win the ball back as well. 
Yeah, Roger used the word tenacious. I think that's probably the perfect word to describe what we've seen of him uh, over the two games. But I think I sh- showed a lot of glimpses of loads of different attributes. I think Michael Beale references quite a lot that, you know, in terms of two or three midfielders, they need to sort of fit different profiles. And I think he's the one that is that almost a ball carrier for the middle of the pitch as well. I think you look at the game at Partick Thistle, he's breaking in the box, he puts in the cross for Antonio Cholak's equaliser, then breaks through the midfield, puts in another one for Ryan Kent. So I think he showed a lot of glimpses. Uh, but like I said, you know, remember Rangers could have got Nic- Nicholas Raskin for free in the summer. The reason they paid a fee to get him in the door now is for games at the weekend. So for that, I don't think there's any doubt so, that he plays. As the kids would say, does that make him a 6, an 8 or a 10? Oh, I think he's a 6 and an 8. Potentially oh. a 10, you know, <laughs> six or an eight, yeah. I think we've cleared that up. Thank you to John. John's in the hat for those tickets to the Virgin Bet Race Day, as well as you could be if you just pick up the phone and give us a call. Something slightly away from the performance that Michael Beale spoke about after the game uh, at the weekend. There was this banner that held up, wasn't there, by the Rangers fans talking about uphold the standards that matter. Just two trophies in. 11 years or words to that effect uh, clearly a bit of a dig about the, the Partick Thistle goal being allowed to be walked in uh, here's what Michael Beale said after the game on it I don't think I can say anything too positive about it I disagree um, I would agree that the club need to win more trophies that's what we're fighting to do every week but in terms of the standards last week uh, it was the right thing to do Malik didn't see it we spoke about it we need to put it to bed and keep moving forward now what do you think? Agree? Disagree? Somewhere in between? 01419511025. Let us know. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are in the building. Why not get in touch? 01419511025. It was a dramatic weekend all across. Brilliant talking points from every game, I think you would have to say. Uh, so whatever is on your mind, please get your calls in 01419511025. David is a Rangers fan calling from West Lothian. Uh, what's your point tonight, David? Uh, I wasn't too happy with the banner at the weekend, actually. Um, just a, a question on it, really. I don't know how they work with regards to is it the consensus that they need to have, that the supporters club need to have a majority on like what people's opinion is or there's just a couple of people just to say we're going to make a banner and we'll pop it out because it certainly isn't how I felt about the situation I thought um, it was the right thing to do and I think it was important to uphold the standards of the club as well I don't think anybody would disagree with that I understand I was booing at the at the game and I, obviously no one wants to see their team as I said they don't want to see anybody scoring against us but um, it was definitely the right thing to do and to put that to the message about the, the silverware, I, I'm not happy we've only won two trophies either. But you kind of link that into the, the, the Partick Thistle incident for me. So mm-hmm. um, I disagree with the banner totally. Uh, um, uh, to answer David's point, I'm pretty sure the three of us don't necessarily know the, the exact politics of the Union Bears or any other fan group. I, I doubt there's a, a huge vote specifically. No. Andy, can you shed any light? You might be closer no, to this than, it, yeah. You did take the megaphone once, I saw I it. did, yeah. You yeah. didn't. But listen, regarding the situation, I, I, I'm a big supporter of fan groups across the country. And, you know, in terms of my experience now, obviously Hearts have now got in the, the Gorgie Ultras and I see you know, firsthand how much it... You know, it boosts the match experience for people. The atmosphere's just improved dramatically since they've came in. And listen, I think Union Bears do a lot of good stuff at Rangers. I think they actually self-fund a lot of their TIFOs and banners and stuff like that. And I think that's great. But for me, I, I was really against the banner for a number of reasons. I think, again, 
off the back of something that the manager done that was completely right he's been in the door three months he's 14 unbeaten he's a week away from potentially winning a third trophy in the 11 years or whatever it be and it's his first opportunity as Rangers manager to win silverware so as, as much as I disagree with the banner I think the timing as well is, is really really poor what did you make of it Roger again you were there yeah David made a good point that you know you need to be able to separate things in life and whether you agree with what happened in the Partick Thistle game or not and I think Michael Beale did the correct thing I think he's come out looking the bigger man Rangers did not suffer they didn't lose the game Malik Tillman has now come out with his reputation you know clear of any you know impropriety if you like over the over that you know set piece and then the restart of play, but even if you disagree with David and I, and even if you think that Michael Beale made an error in that Partick Thistle game, what else that got to do with things that you know have happened prior to Michael Beale being manager of the football club? When Giovanni van Bronckhorst was manager, when Steven Gerrard was manager, yes, Michael Beale was in his staff, but he wasn't making the big decisions. So I think it's very unfair mm. on Michael Beale, as Andy says, a time when he's won. 13 out of 14 and drawn the other one and he's about to lead Rangers into his first major final I didn't think that was a great thing but you find in life David that a lot of the time the vocal minority shouts louder than the silent majority um, Hard to know because you've seen social media what a split there was last week and, and then David mentions the booing in the stadium which I know Michael Beale then referenced um, in terms of maybe that was at the time because people didn't know the reasoning for it Has this got another layer though because Believe it or not I've got no desire To start another debate On whether it was The right thing to do Last week I feel we really Kicked the backside Out of that yeah. Last week Is it is it now more about How you respond To that You know Like Even if you do think It was wrong As Andy As, um, as Roger said mm-hmm. The banner to, to sort of bring it Back up it, it keeps it out there And it also It, it was aimed you have to say that's aimed at Michael Beale, yeah, isn't it? Because that's yeah. his word about but, upholding but, standards. But, Does that create a, a situation for him? Yeah, potentially. But I think Michael Beale has then responded in the correct manner. I think he's addressed it after the game. He's gave his reasons for it. Not only is it to uphold the standards of the football club, as he called it, I think he was protecting the player, which is really important being the manager of the football club. I think he's then responded next week by going and get a positive result against Livingston. But unfortunately for him, what he thought was an incident that was in the past I think he's now had to answer more questions on it than next week mm. regarding a banner do you, do, you, do, you think, do you think Chris Sutton slipped it in and people just picked it up yeah well I, I've, <laughs> I've seen a couple of Chris Sutton oh, cuts for the old Blackburn uh, throw an instant but listen uh, like I said I think Michael Beale's done the right mm. thing uh, it's disappointing he's had to obviously respond to the banner after the game but for me the, the, the timing ultimately was really really poor um, and maybe this is is people Conflating two other issues that, that shouldn't be David But I did see people mention over the weekend That it's particularly unfair Because he's he's made such a, a winning start Does that come into it or, or would you understand why people would separate those? No, I think As um, the guy said there I thought he responded really well In, in the comments after it When he was asked about the banner I thought he was spot on With what he said uh, But I, I think he should be put to bed now But I just I wanted to mention, especially this week, since we're all buzzing looking forward to the, the cup final. I certainly am. I think it's going to be amazing. We've got a really good chance. Both teams are in fine form. And and because of him, um, the team are playing well. The players that have came in look good as well. So I think it's all to play for on Sunday. It'll be tight, but I just hope we do it. I'm sure Michael Beale knew fine well what being Rangers manager would be like, Roger. But just in case he, he, he had overestimated some of it, this would be a good example, wouldn't it? You know, you've 
you're thinking right focusing the, the job in hand and win on the pitch and he's kind of doing that but there's just so much more goes into life up here yeah um, particularly with Rangers or Celtic you look around management now is madder than it's ever been Andy Halliday here a senior professional perhaps going into coaching and management later on in his career do so with your eyes open Andy because mm. <laughs> Aberdeen no manager Motherwell no manager Partick Thistle no manager Michael Beale in 14 games he's getting stick the guy who replaced Michael Beale at QPR has been sacked already 24 teams in the English Championship 18 managerial changes four of the teams have changed their manager twice already this season and still it goes on see this education you get with this guy on a Some Monday incredible night incredible stats there anyway uh, let's thank David he's in the hat for the tickets to the Air Race Course Virgin Bet Race Day going to squeeze one more in we are a bit tight for time but let's let's do it James is in from Chapel um Clearly a divide on this James What side of it are you on? Are you happy with that banner? Would you rather it didn't get held up? What, what's your take? No I'm not happy with the banner I don't understand why they're having a dig at Michael Beale But he's obviously did the right thing If we hadn't gave them a goal All hell would have broke was Let's be honest We'd have been called I think Malik Kilman I think he's deflected everything away from Malik Kilman um, And Dana I think it's brilliant management for Michael Beale And they have a goal A guy who's Ali, who's Ali been in the door as a main man, I just think it's ill-timed. I just think the Union Bears at times, I think, are absolutely fantastic. I think the the banner displays of the day are absolutely brilliant, but that one, no, I don't agree with that. I think... Sorry, Ron. I, I, I think that's something that a lot of people have overlooked, and I see a lot of people saying... Uh, he's threw Malik Tillman under the bus after the challenge. It's the exact opposite. I think he's protected the player. I think it would have been quite easy. I said... To be selfish as a manager and say, no, nope, we've scored a perfectly fine goal, uh, we'll carry on with the game, we're winning 2-1, but not, he's realised that he's recognised that he's going to protect the player, he knows that Malik Tillman had no ill intent by going to press the ball and, and obviously continue to score the goal, so, yeah, like I said, I, I think he'd done the right thing and I think he's, he's acted appropriately and accordingly. The, the, they will come on this show when there will be justifiable criticism of Michael Beale. Maybe next Monday night when we're on the show, Andy, maybe Rangers lose the Via Play Cup final Maybe Michael Beale makes a mistake in selection, makes a mistake in tactics, does something wrong and has to carry the can. And I'm sure when that happens, he will acknowledge that the criticism is justified. I don't think the criticism for the decision against Partick Thistle is justified. Mm. Uh, thank you, James. Sorry, that was short and sweet. I did say we were running late. Hopefully we'll speak in a bit more depth next time, though. It was good to get your thoughts. That was James uh, in Durham Chapel. He does go into the hat for the Air Racecourse tickets, Virgin Bet Race Day. Saturday the 11th of March So short phone call But it might end up being a A productive one for him And already What a lively start to a Monday night that was It's this time of the night Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Come on then I know it's tough on a Monday night But the bigger they are The harder they fall As the saying goes Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here They are ready to be taken on Beat the pundit And if you fancy it It's pretty simple Just give us a call Before 7 o'clock On 0141 951 1025 And it could be you Who plays Beat the Pundit next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here at so 1025 A quick reminder, every caller who makes it on air tonight goes into the hat for a pair of tickets to the Virgin Bet Race Day at Air Racecourse Saturday the 11th of March. So just come on, make a point to the panel like you normally would 
and you go in the hat I'll announce the winner at the end of the show as well if you're just joining us I've no idea where you've been but we looked back on Celtic's performance Rio Hitati inspired apparently according to some callers uh, we looked at Rangers injuries Malik Tillman how big a blow would that be we got into a bit of a debate about the Rangers fans banner aimed at Michael Beale at the weekend so if you want to elaborate on any of those now's a good time to call and even better if you want to move things on you can do that as well so what else is out there Kelly fans I noticed you've appealed the red card handed out to Kyle Vassell at the weekend and look Motherwell fans you're going to have to indulge me here because there have hardly been any Monday nights where we've had the chance to look back on a Motherwell victory and even better there's a Hearts player in the studio so don't let me down you've got an hour 01419511025 what does this mean for Stuart Kettlewell is he now the man is it nailed on or have you got other ideas 01419511025 and we'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. What about the elder statesman of the group, Mr. Keevans? Racked up a seven on Friday. Wow. He was on fire. Wow. He was absolutely Must flying. Be questions. Yeah, uh, probably. Uh, absolutely hilarious. Kenny Miller's return on Friday night. He didn't get to play. Evans gets to play wins 7-2 I bump into Kenny on Saturday he says what about that I'd have beaten that guy last night <laughs> these are the things that matter Roger Hanna uh, Brian's in Toll Cross he's going to take one of you on tonight how's it going Brian? yeah good thanks nice one is this the first time you've played? Uh, I was feeling quite confident until I heard uh, Roger rhyme up his stats there in the fact that Andy's all weekend in practice uh, I think I made a better wouldn't have a Tuesday or Thursday I saw Andy sitting on the bench studying yesterday I must admit at least I think that's what he was doing so uh, we'll see how it goes anyway Brian listen right. a free hit as they say you know that's, that's that's what it's like heads it will be Roger minus his one and tails it will be Andy Halliday let's see how we go and it is tails. It's Andy Halliday against Ooh. Brian until cross. Have you been out of action for a while? I feel like you've not no, played. No, I've played the last time. Yeah, I'm talking rubbish there. Ignore month. me. Yep. Delete that bit for the podcast, Chris. Um, right, what we'll do is give Andy some Clyde 2 to listen to so that he can't hear us. Brian, 30 seconds going on your clock right now. All you have to do is pass if you don't know so you can move on to the next one if you feel the need, okay? Sure. Right, let's go. Your time starts now. Who did Celtic beat in the League Cup semi final this season? Aberdeen. Uh, which Scottish team is Josh McPake on loan from Rangers? Ross County. Who's managed more Scotland games, Steve Clark or Gordon Strachan? Gordon Strachan. Which goalkeeper joined Sunderland from Hearts in 2018? Uh, Craig Gordon. Who replaced Stuart Kettlewell as Ross County manager? Malcolm McKay. How many Scottish teams has Liam Fox played for? Two. Andy Halliday, can you hear us? I can They are brutal Hard, first, night. first night without producer Callum He's moved on to Pastures New And you two in there think we're playing University Challenge oh. Scottish Football Edition Here we go. They're shaking their heads They are tough Roger right. did you hear them? Yes I thought they were tough Yeah? yeah? My goodness Anyway no, Nothing's tougher Roger Are you ready? Yep Let's do it Who did Celtic beat in their League Cup semi-final this season? Oh my god, pass At which team is Josh McPake on loan from Rangers? Queen's Park Who's managed more Scotland games, Steve Clark or Gordon Strachan? Steve Clark Which goalkeeper joined Sunderland from Hearts in 2018? John McGottam Who replaced Stuart Kettlewell as Ross County manager? Uh, Malcolm McKay How many Scottish teams has Liam Fox played for? Three Name the last Rangers manager to take them to the last 16 of the Champions League That's McLeish 
Wow, it's a bad night. I cannot believe Brian, this. verdict? Oh, I got I got doing Andy they do very well either. Think about it. doing two Rangers questions, I know I'll get wrong. Mm. The Celtic semi final man. <laughs> Can't remember now. Oh, I can't now, now come on it, but yeah. it doesn't matter when you're under pressure, does it? I see. To be honest with you, and I'm, I'm very fortunate I get to sit on this side. There's something about that type of question that I think would make me panic. No, that was poor though. That was poor. I, don't, I can't explain it because it's like too. I don't know. Too recent. If such a thing. You struggle as well, Brian. Oh, absolutely That's yeah. music to my ears. Let's nil, go. nil after question one. Josh McPake is at Queens Park, Brian. So it's one nil, Andy. You had 50-50 chance Steve Clark or Gordon Strachan I don't think there's much in it But it is Stevie Clark Brian oh. Is there's one game in it Apparently So it's 2-0 And it's looking tough here Brian Because the key for the next one Was 2018 Sunderland Hearts John McLaughlin 3-0 Andy Sunderland Exactly I know, I know. I've done a lot better than I thought Are you seeing a bit of a pattern Emerging here Brian? I'm, I'm actually terrified now I'm worried for you Because you both said Malky Mackay When it was John Hughes Wow So it's 3-0 Andy Halliday And uh-huh. again the next one Brian it's just, uh, so it's, just, it's just guess a number isn't it Andy Halliday guessed 3 You guessed 2 For how many Scottish teams Liam Fox has played for And it's 3 I'm afraid oh, Brian No 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 <laughs> uh, There was knowledge in there Oh was there? Yep oh, right, okay. Livingston, Rafe Rovers And Cowden Beef Inverness Inverness sorry mm. And Alex McLeish was the last Rangers manager To go to the last 16 It's a nil Brian Will we just hang up quickly And forget this I ever happened Absolutely Absolutely I was really hanging my head in shame Do you know what No I genuinely thought They were hard Except this guy's He's just an anorak I think if you'd taken on Most of the other pundits That would have been A one or two Nil maybe But Andy's He's he's done enough It's a five Hard lines Brian oh, He's gone He's oh. shamed he's, he's My head went After that first one as well I was you like, your head went You got five I know but I was I knew that was a poor Poor response to question one And, and to be honest there was a couple there that I, w- I wasn't overly sure on and, I, and I've, I've got it I've nicked it mm. happy with that Roger a win's a win oh, that was a good win as well 5-0 I must yeah. I can't, can't grumble oh, it's the best part of my weekend unfortunately <laughs> that one <laughs> oh, uh, on that note Motherwell fans come on where are you or even Hearts fans look be awkward, even no, make it no, awkward you, for Andy you went to the game yesterday Gordon I did yeah. as a fan first Fantastic. time in a was it just you and Daz up in the normal seats? Well, funnily enough, when I posted on Twitter that it was at the game, I got quite a few inquiries as to his whereabouts, needless mm-hmm. to say. I couldn't see him anyway. He yeah. doesn't even support Motherwell, well, that's why. I don't know where he, I don't know where he was, what what he had on, busy weekend, or I mean, I know it was on TV, but the man lives a stone's throw away. Yeah, it must have been something. Chappie's door? Do you know Mind what? You. No, absolutely not. I stay as far away as possible. What time, what time does your church service come out on Sunday? That, that is true. And I think, does he not still do the collection? He's in charge of the plates, isn't he? And he yeah. So ah, maybe, maybe he was busy. Um, I'm, I'll bring this up in more detail tomorrow night, but just because I know you'll appreciate it, not to make light of what's a serious situation. By the way, Dan Walker, if he happens to be listening, have you seen this? You know Dan Walker, well-known broadcaster, BBC, etc. Um, he posted on his social media today that he got hit by a car on his bike. Um, so, like I say, not to make light of what's obviously a very serious situation, Roger, but he, he'd taken some pictures of himself in the ambulance, and his face is all bashed up and sort of swollen. And at least a dozen people sent me the picture on Twitter and said, because his face is all swollen, he looks like Gordon DL. I mean, the poor guy, poor well Dan, <laughs> poor guy can't catch a break. He's been hit off his bike by a car, and all of a sudden, 
people are giving him that look alike. Very. So much. I'll need to see. If his day's not been bad enough. Oh, well, it says more about the Daz on it does about Dan really. He, he was on. He was a prodigious cyclist in his day up, up until recently. Daz true, was he not? Yeah, he used to go yeah, out in the yeah, Lycra. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, I'll never forget when the lockdown first kicked in <laughs> yeah. and he rocked up at the end of my driveway in his Lycra just waving out the window and I was just, just pulled the curtains shut I'm not going out to talk to him anyway 01419511025 come on I'm, I'm not saying it for dramatic effect Motherwell fans let's do it not only the game yesterday but Stuart Kettlewell like there's a big talking point there aside from my fun uh, at winding up Andy Halliday there is a talking point there is he now the man can you see beyond that how is the managerial race uh, looking just, now? Just looking at this league table, Gordon, mm-hmm. you have in the wall. Yep. Hibernian, they're only five points behind Hearts, you but know. To be fair, don't make his, his, his evening any worse. Sne- like, sneaking oh, up in the rail. And that makes my evening worse. As, as the good people mm. of Air Racecourse who have kindly donated this pair of tickets would say, sneaking up in the rails. Absolutely. Um, and if you make a point to the panel tonight, you do go in the hat for those tickets to Air Racecourse as well, as Roger mentions. Let's bring in Paul who is a Celtic fan. Paul, what did you take away from the weekend? Um, just more of the same, Gordon, really. Uh, I just, I've got to stick up for Mr DL here. I, I know that he's your, your, your normal whipping boy, mm-hmm. but you know, back in the day, he was the man about Pat Lane and uh, 3Ds and, and all these places. As a, a former platinum card holder myself, and uh, we used to walk by the queue. So, you know, he might look like Dan Walker now, but he certainly was, was up there. Paul, I will cut this call off if there's any more praise. Mm. And uh, those sound like nightclubs to me, Roger Hannan, which means I'm now worried well, about where the before, direction Before he became the Silver Fox of Super Score, but if you remember when we were discussing, was it 10 days or a fortnight ago, uh, the day United beat Motherwell in the mm. Scottish Cup, and he, oh, appeared, he appeared in sports so scene did that, night, that yeah. evening. Draped over Dougie Donnelly's couch, yeah. and he was looking resplendent. So yeah, I, I think you're probably right, quite right. See, I need to see you a picture of that, I'll please. Right, uh, how did we get here? It is my fault for bringing up the Dan Walker thing. But anyway, um, so Paul, yeah, more of the same at the weekend. Does it does it does it help in any way to to have that real convincing performance ahead of what's a big game this weekend coming? It's a risky early call, and my my fellow. Uh, Lounge members tell me I might be overconfident, but I, I just don't see. I don't see. I, I mean, I get that Michael Beale's getting results, he's getting a tune out of Rangers, but again, player for player, you know, if, if Fredo Morelis is the answer, I, I, I don't know what the question is. But, but on my own team, um, I think Haksabanovich might might start on. on a, I think if there's any criticism, it's maybe that Jota shaded a little bit, and I'm maybe. Blaming the weather and the pitches and, and a little bit of that. Maybe you think a guy like Haksabanovich can bring on. Someone mentioned earlier about Abada. You know, Rangers are, Rangers are worried about getting John Lundstrom and Ryan Jack ready. They, 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 they wouldn't get near Celtic's first 16, 17 players, I don't think. You know, as, as you know, I don't know how to compare them to, you know, and that, that's always my barometer. Is, 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 as players, and I know it's, it can be a one-off game. Um, I just think that um, the Celtic are really the, the, the amount of chances they miss are, are, is just incredible. So, you know, when I see your question about Saturday, mm. um, just again, far, far too many chances missed. You know, from being honest, I don't know what they scored for, but you know, the, the amount of chances that they're missing, and if they, they create that amount against Rangers, they're, they're due to do a 
Is it is it time to accept though, Paul, that you just cannot physically convert those chances because to have scored eighty two times after twenty six games, I, I get it. I, I get that you, you know you, there's there's a, a desire there to to see more chances converted, but it, it would be tough going to have scored more than eighty two in twenty six, wouldn't it? I, I guess so, Gordon. But that, that that's really my point is, is the is the level of superiority that they have, you know, and, and I'm. You know, I'm 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 setting myself up for a fall here if the, if the result goes the opposite way. But you know, the the, the I mean, the, the five sub rule, for example, I'm amazed that Scottish football allowed that to go through. And I, and I predict in the next couple of years you'll see murmurings that of it to be reversed. I mean, it's almost bordering on the on the unfair when you see James Forrest and Abada coming on for Maeda, and you know, as I say, Haksabanovic, a top top player that we haven't seen the the best of apparently Ange Postacoglu rates him as, as the best out, out of the whole squad. So, you know, so I'm just like, I, I get the Rangers haven't lost yet under Michael Beale and, and, and all of that, but I, I just think there's, a, there's still a massive chasm behind, uh, be, between the two teams. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, Roger, if you want to talk about performance levels, I think lots of Celtic fans will, will make that point and Michael Beale probably wants more from, from the Rangers' performance levels. I also expect people to point out that kind of said this going into the last meeting that you know Celtic were were overwhelming favourites. We also said it in the the, the semi final last season. Yeah, and so. listen, a lot of the points Paul makes are perfectly valid. One of them being anything can happen in a cup final, and I think if if Rangers and Celtic were to play ten times, you know maybe Celtic will win six, and Rangers will win three, or something. You know Rangers will win four, and Celtic will win five, and there'll be a draw. But I'll give you the last three. Meetings in League Cup finals between them Celtic were overwhelming favourites three years ago Rangers battered them They dominated them And it needed a, a Fraser Foster penalty save from Alfredo Morelos And then a goal from Christopher Julian That was a yard offside and wouldn't have counted by VAR Don't you, do not do this to me Because to people will no, now no, phone no. and say that and that's not true tackled and then, McGregor five and years ago the Why, two, why are you doing the this The two finals me? before that Both went to extra time Rangers won one when Nikita Jelovic had a shot They went in off both posts and the one before that, when they went to extra time, Celtic won with a penalty, a Rangers red mm. card, and then won in the 120-something minute. So these games, I, I know exactly the point Paul makes. I agree with a lot of the points Paul makes. That's why Celtic are probably nine points clear and with a hugely superior goal difference as well. But in a one-off game, anything can happen. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll take the Haksabanovic inclusion uh, first of all. I don't think it will happen. Um, I think Daisy Maeda is a stick on to play for a number of reasons. I think in these type of games, I think he's worked right out of possession. His ability to be the trigger for Celtic's press as well. I think he's a, he's nailed on. I think Jota will also play. I think the real debate is if it's a badder that plays on the other side purely because he's uh, he's he's got the better. Bernabaric on a couple of occasions scored a few goals in uh, in this fixture, but I do expect it to be Dizamida and, and Jota, and then you know regardless of you know superiority, you know Roger quite rightly pointed out going into the semi final last year, I think Celtic were were heavy favourites for uh, for a number of pundits and uh, and fans, and then obviously the uh, the the fixture of over a month ago now. I think actually when you're talking about Celtic's missed chances, I thought Celtic were ruthless in the day in terms of that game. I know it's again it's a one-off game, but Rangers restricted them to very very little. Uh, the chances they did create, Celtic scored and managed to get a point on the day. So, I, I, listen, going into the weekend, I make Celtic favourites. I do think they'll win. I think they'll win by a goal. But 
you know, in these cup fixtures, I think anything can happen, and it's proved that over the years. Interesting to see what the pitch is like as well. Gordon, remember what it was like for the two mm-hmm. semi finals when Celtic played Kilmarnock and Rangers played Aberdeen? No. <laughs> <laughs> the pitch wasn't great. I hope it's better because, you know, when you guys are on the show on Sunday, when Andy and I are back on Monday, I hope we're not talking about the pitch. And as Hugh said on Saturday, I hope we're not talking about VAR. I hope whether Paul's Celtic team wins it, whether Rangers win it, I hope we're talking about mm. the football deciding it. Listen, if you get the planting right and the conditions are right, you will get growth. Just ask Andy Halliday. That's what we need to remember well, for can the hand I and pitch. Guarantee, regardless of the result, we will be talking about the referee on Monday. I can guarantee you that. Nick Walsh, isn't it? Yep. Good fun. John sure Beaton, uh, Paul, thank you. Thank you very much to Paul. 01419511025. He goes into the hat for the air race course tickets as well. Yes, got my wish. Scott's a Motherwell fan and he's coming up next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday, Roger Hanna, both here, both ready for your calls. So it's the usual number. Or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, now I've got a full time teaser for you. Um, Derek has sent it in, and it's very topical. Very topical. I like cup, it. Cup final. Um, yes, League Cup final. So he says, with both the English and Scottish League Cup finals on the horizon, I've got the following teaser. Can you name the last? Let's let's try them all. Right. I was going to trim it down for you, but let's just see how we go. The last eight players who've been in a match day squad for both an English and a Scottish League Cup final for the winning team. Now they don't have to have played, but the last eight players who've been in the match day squad for both an English League Cup final and a Scottish League Cup final for the winning team. The last eight. If it proves too tough, there are five this century. Right, I'll give you a wee clue. So three. All oh, right. Okay. Three fall. Sort of just before it Maybe for one of the finals Or whatever yeah. um, And that was Derek Who sent that into Fulltime at Clyde1.com What Neil, you got for Neil us? Lennon Yes Show me your working A Celtic and Leicester City Yep 2000 and 2006 I think was his last one Andy any that spring to mind? Virgil van Dijk Virgil van Dijk Nice Easy recent one Celtic and Liverpool of course Okay we'll leave that there That's two down um, another six to get a Very difficult question But thank you to Derek Fulltime at Clyde1.com Right, I did say from the top of the show I was looking for a Motherwell fan tonight Because Andy's here it would be good fun to look back on the game Scott is a Motherwell fan indeed He's from Armadale How much of a difference has the last couple of games made, Scott? Aye, brilliant Brilliant, Gordon uh, Good evening, Roger, Andy Hello uh, Hi, Scott What a- what a difference a week in football can make for this time last week when we just come off the, the back of defeat to race. Uh, the 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 change in in desire and energy from the St Mirren game continued, I think, on Sunday against Hearts. And I think Hearts were a wee bit maybe taken aback or maybe they were just off the pace. But Motherwell were really on top things on Sunday against Hearts and you know the goals came at good time just before half time and then almost immediately into the second half and moving on to Stuart Kettlewell I think how he speaks uh, we said last week that 
you know, he speaks well. Um, and I think he's got to be given an opportunity to continue this this kind of uh, momentum that the players have clearly bought into that wasn't there with Stevie Hamill. Uh, so I, I think I think Stuart Kettlewell should be given the nod moving forward mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. I have had my fun, believe it or not, Andy Halliday, on a genuine, serious tone. How how did you view the game yesterday? Because I'm pretty sure, well, Scott feels Motherwell were good. Hearts mm-hmm. fans will feel you guys were not good, and and then as everybody knows, that probably means it's a combination of both. Yeah, and like I was about to say, both can be true. Uh, and what I'll say regarding Hearts is of no detriment to Motherwell because I thought they were good. Uh, and to be fair, all the criticism I'm taking, I feel as if I've been one of Motherwell's supporters this you have, year. That yeah, I've, yeah, you have, you know, gave them a bit of praise. I thought. Under Stevie Hamill, they tried to play a certain brand of football. I thought it worked for a period of time, and then, of course, went on a really poor run. Uh, and then I think since Stuart Kettlewells came in, from what I've seen at the weekend, I think out of possession, a lot more onus on being a bit more compact, a bit harder to beat. And then in possession, just being a little bit more direct with two strikers up there, Van Veen and Abika, obviously huge handfuls. Uh, and I think that was a, you know, sort of portrayed the game for Motherwell. Uh, you know, try to put a lot of crosses into the box, look dangerous all the time when balls uh, were flying into the box. But, you know, from, from our point of view, I think it's comfortably our, po- uh, our poorest performance of the season. I don't think that, you know, if I'm being honest, that anyone outside Xander can say that they've, you know, they've had a, a relatively good game. So, you know, hopefully just put that down to a, a bad day at the office. But, yeah, yeah Motherwell thoroughly deserve to win, that's for sure. Uh, you, well, one of you, Landy, did graciously give it his, his result of the weekend. It clearly was a, a standout one, Roger. Not many people would have expected it. You look at what it what it meant to the league table at the bottom. You've got the managerial situation. It was um, it was quite an eye catching one yesterday. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, the transformation at Motherwell Scott says in such a short period of time from the depths of despair at Kirkcaldy last weekend to a hard fought midweek win against St Mirren. And then a thoroughly deserved win against the third best team in the country yesterday. Um, Stuart Kettlewell, he's made them look harder to beat. And he's also given them that little edge. You know, there were times in both games where, you know, the wing backs were getting right up the park and, you know, one was crossing for the other and there there was danger coming from from all areas of the park. Um, Some of the new guys, and they were signing Stevie Hamill's watch, are contributing. You see John Obika scoring, Callum Butcher, I thought, did. Performed excellently yesterday As did Dan Casey at the back they, they look far better in a short space of time But without wishing to burst anyone's bubble They're still right in the thick of it mm-hmm. And Kilmarnock Who have an extremely good home record Await at Rugby Park on Saturday And that will be That will be a big game On a day when the relegation issue Will really dominate Yeah definitely and amongst it No doubt about it What you would say though Andy In the space of a week there's That's that's an actual gap now From the relegation playoff spot Ross County Five points behind Motherwell They've played the same game So Dundee United are bottom But they've got their game in hand So in terms of the teams With the same games There's that five point gap now Yeah and it just shows you How quickly the table can change And how quickly the mid can swing At football clubs And well, Roger quite rightly pointed out Kilmarnock's home record But I think Motherwell Going there at a good time now Obviously off the back of two wins uh, You've got to say on paper I know they are both home fixtures But St Mirren doing pretty well I know they had sort of, sort of mini, uh, mini blip recently But obviously uh, Ourselves you know, High flying ever since the World Cup break So You know mm. Two victories and two hard fixtures And I'm sure they'll be aiming for the same at the weekend um, I mean Scott Some people would just have a Almost like a, a blanket 
opinion that you should not pick your manager based on two games, whether it's win, lose, draw. You, you know, you, you need to be thinking of the bigger picture. But is it is it just one of those that it's hard to ignore what Stuart Kettlewell's done, or is there no one else out there that's tickling your fancy, or what, what's contributing to you being so sure that he's the man? I think the players' energy, uh, desire, uh, passion that they've shown the last couple of games, closing down. I mean, you know, Andy touched on it there with, with Dan Casey and and Butcher. They've they've been solid the last two games. They they, they look like they're they're forming a, a really good strong partnership at the back. Max Johnson, the fullback, he he was running riot on uh, Sunday. He's he's destined for for big things, and that was all over the park. Uh, Blair Spittle, man of the match, two games in the trot. His his running closing down. Kevin Van Veen again. The running, the effort, the energy. I think. Stuart Kettlewell's maybe went in there and, and, and took the shackles off the players and said, look, just go and play and, and this is what I, I want you today. And, and they're not being hindered by maybe a strict formation that Hamill's maybe had 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 into the team over the last few months. So that they really are performing at a level that, that I don't think we've seen it for part for probably... Way before even Graham Alexander left Is Stuart Kettlewell the man then Roger And whatever answer you give me How much of it's based on the two games And is that the right way to go about it What, what do you think Well there have been a lot of names Link You know it was I think it was seven days ago We were talking about the likes of Zamaria The Brazilian who had applied for the job Since then we've gone through You know an interesting Tommy Wright An interesting Jack Ross or An interview for Ian Holloway An interview for Grant McCann And through it all Stuart Kettlewell has been asked To take the team and if you're to judge him on his body of work in the last two games, he must be, I think, the, mm-hmm. the outstanding candidate. Is that a big enough body of work? Well, listen, I don't know. People will say Motherwell erred by giving it to Stevie Hamill after two games. You can only you can only act in the moment. And looking at the legitimate, realistic candidates at the moment, I think Stuart Kettlewell must have a right good shout. I don't know whether they'll make the appointment tomorrow well, I'll ask him to take the team again at Kilmarnock and see how that goes. But um, I, I think whatever happens, Stuart Kettlewell has done his own reputation immeasurable good in the last week. Yeah, I can only echo that. Um, I think that McCann did a, a really good job at Peterborough. Uh, obviously then moves on to Hull and not quite so much. And then you're looking at Ian Holloway as the other major candidate, not being a manager for a long period of time. So I think out of the shortlist that's there right now, I think especially off, obviously off the back of a two wins, I do think that Kettlewell's outstanding target. Do they offer him it now? Do they wait to see how the, the new manager bounces? I like to call it last a, a couple of weeks, but I think the performance at the weekend probably overrides the decision to, in, uh, compared to the yeah. result. It's funny because I'm not... Someone can correct me if, I, if I'm wrong. I don't think Ian Holloway has done any more you know, in the interview process to suggest that he's ahead of, of Grant McCann and the thinking, but it's almost because he's Ian Holloway and he's got that sort of name... That um, that's that's been the 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 member of the shortlist that's attracted the most attention. Yeah, and the Dazzler was explaining why in the show on Saturday. You know, he took Blackpool into the English Premier League, which is no mean feat in its own right. Um, he's been around the circuit for a long time. He's gained a lot of experience. He seems very keen on the job. But you know, in the in the predicament Motherwell are in at the minute, how much will Ian Holloway know about? 
taking a team to Kilmarnock in that plastic pitch, taking on Derek McInnes's side on Saturday. Stuart Kettlewell will know all about Kilmarnock, he'll know them inside out, and he'll know his own players inside out now, having been at that club for a period of time. I'm not saying he's getting it, but I think he's in pole position. Did you come across seeing Holloway in your time down south? I don't think I did. Um, not off my my recent memory. Was but, the, uh, obviously, he was very, very highly thought of at Blackpool when I was there. Uh, you know, posters all over the place and regular chats about him. So obviously, did a, a fantastic job there. But I think I, I know more about what I see in here on uh, yeah. on YouTube videos and stuff like that. But obviously, a great character. But like I says, is that sort of candidate Motherwell looking at now when he's not been a manager for a for a while now? I do think I would edge towards a mechanic or a kettlebell I can remember last time you were here I think it came up in some other way but I asked you what's the sort of weird motivational tactics or whatever a manager's used mm-hmm. remember when you said yeah. that um, yeah, Pedro Kixin, yeah. played 300 yeah. and it was a few over Pataudry rather yeah. than the whatever empire it is um, someone at the weekend told me that they played under I'll just leave them nameless I think it's unfair they played under um Ian Holloway I think they'd been beat or something like that they turned up on the Monday um, and they told them just to get into the, the kind of this other room made the projector set up and just made them watch Coach Carter which is a very good film oh, by the way that's inspirational right? but I, d- I just don't know although Gordon Diel does have one of those TVs that miraculously seems to have every football game on it so maybe he could get a loan of that and he just sits and watches Nathan Carter um, that's his favourite isn't it I know rubbish um, thank you to Scott anyway let's hear from Stuart Kettlewell quickly before we bring in Ian the performance was outstanding um, we knew how difficult it was going to be keep saying that it was always going to be very very difficult uh, but the nature of the team that you're playing and the quality that they have you know I'm looking to my right hand side during the game and you see the substitutes that they make so I, I felt that our game plan worked really really well I was delighted with the first sort of 10 or 15 minutes of the game as ridiculous as that sounds I didn't think we were at our best but we stayed strong and we kept our shape we kept our discipline and it gave us a platform to go and try and build into the game and, and from that point some of the passing was good uh, some of the creative play in the final third was good and, and, and again it's just it's testament to the players and how they've approached what I've asked them um, and, and full credit goes to them I, I generally believe I'm a, a level headed person I don't get carried away with the last two games I genuinely don't it's so important that the football club get the person that they want that they feel is the right driver for what they need I'm not pitching myself forward to say that I'm absolutely the guy I really do believe that that connection between boardroom level and manager is important for what the football club want hopefully we've given a good account of ourselves as a group as a team as an interim manager um, in, in the last couple of games well Motherwell fans you know where we are you can pick up the phone you can tweet whether it's about the weekend's game or or whether the, it's the, the short Kettlewell potential managerial appointment thank you to Scott let's bring in Ian now Ian's a Kilmarnock fan which takes us on nicely Ian because we've actually not got bogged down in too much refereeing drama from the weekend but I did notice that your club have appealed the red card shown uh, to Kyle Vassell against Hibs at the weekend. Are you particularly annoyed at that one? Uh, well, I was at the game and I thought the decision was a correct decision, but uh, under no circumstances did that red card affect the, the score or the you know the result. Mm-hmm. Uh, the performance away from home this season has been atrocious. I think somebody had stated. Uh, on Saturday a game that we've got the worst away record in senior football in out of England and Scotland and if you take in the British League Northern Irish and Welsh I think it's only Airbus UK has got a worse away record from us uh, and as I said 
even before walking towards the game, Easter Road, everybody says Motherwell's going to beat Hearts tomorrow. We can see exactly we're going to get a new manager bounce, is what you just spoke about. But uh, it's, I think the VAR decision that you need a bit of consistency. Looking at it at the game, I thought his eyes was on the ball with full time. He goes over and looks at it and red card it. Walking back into the city to get the train, the Hibs fans, every one of them said no, they, they, absolutely no way was it was a red card. They were laughing at it as well. So the VAR consistency issue, it's not solved anything, yeah. uh, in my opinion. And then, they, then the match yesterday again, obviously with the, 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 the semi-final where they had to stop, it was, it was like hokey-cokey, VAR was on, VAR was out, VAR was in, VAR was out. And then again yesterday was another technical issue that the game's brought so the, the, the referees' comms could get back in. Uh, but VAR, I could, I could talk all day about VAR, but I'd rather speak about Kamara, if that's okay. Absolutely, <laughs> listen, absolutely. It's all, it's all part of the one big... Not so happy package for Kilmarnock fans this weekend, I guess. Um, and just a quick one for accuracy. I think yesterday it was just the linesman's communication, which they had before VAR anyway. I don't know if that was linked or if it was just the, the sort of mics they use. Anyway, um, Roger, give Ian his, his wish. He wants to focus more on the fact that it wouldn't have influenced the outcome. He thought the performance was bad. The away result, I don't know about Airbus UK. I think Kilmarnock's away performance... Uh, Record probably is one of the worst in Britain because I've not won any league games. Um, what do you make of Ian's points? They're a real conundrum away from home. They haven't won in the league um, in the top flight away from home on grass since the year 2020. Won at Fir Park against Motherwell. Since then, one top flight away league win. That was at Hamilton when they were already consigned to that relegation playoff, which they lost to the D. Their away form has been appalling. I saw them a couple of weeks ago at Livingston 3-0 down after 29 minutes Game gone um, I've seen them at Rugby Park And they're a different proposition altogether And after the game at Livy Derek McInnes was asked How can this be Derek? And Derek couldn't answer the question either um, Their home form will only take them so far And I think Ian's correct They're going to have to start Getting things on the road um, If they win on Saturday against your Motherwell all that does is pull them back next to Motherwell and they'll do so in the knowledge that up at Dingwall somebody is going to win a game or mm. point, you know, somebody's going to pick up points between Ross County and Dundee United if they don't beat Motherwell on oh, Saturday that, that'll be a cracker we should send you to that Ross County Dundee United on Saturday that's already locked and loaded oh, you're already, are you already going? Oh, I didn't know that good, oh, good oh, trip it's, it's like working with hail and pace you're, you're <laughs> off though on Saturday you don't have a game you could go and oh I'm busy no I'm busy co-pilot don't fancy oh no, no. Uh, and Dev- before you ask no I'm not going to wimpy ah, yeah well listen there's only one man in here who likes that so we'll leave that for now uh, let's hear from Derek McInnes he was not happy and there's your understatement about that decision at the weekend John deals with it at the time he thought it was a yellow it merited a yellow he's standing right next to it we move on I didn't even think it was a yellow I thought Kyle's tried to pull out I think the Hibs players kind of went forward into him I think Kyle's got his eyes on the ball the whole time he's tried to actually kind of keep his foot still rather than there's no forward movement but you're in a sanitised room 50 odd mile away watching that over and over again and they're saying to the referee you need to have a look at that and that's a red card or whatever. Game's going mad. That is not a red card. You know, I'm sick to death this bar. It's, it's our turn this week. There'll be somebody else probably in Scotland suffered the day as well. And the referee dealt with, an experienced referee dealt with what he's seen standing next to the incident. Yeah, it goes all the way to them and a, a pressure to 
on him to maybe look at it differently. It, it's not a red card. I think you can sense the anger and the frustration for everybody from Kamarnock's perspective. I think there was real surprise and shock from everybody from Hibs' perspective as well. There was no Hibs running round the referee looking for a red card. You know a dangerous challenge. You know a red card offence. You can sniff it when you're at the game. It was ridiculous and we've seen loads of them recently. I don't think he's very happy. Uh, well, Is he right to be God. angered? You are having to get used to that. I am having to get used to that. Andy Halliday, who plays with it each week, if selected, is having to get used to that. So, unfortunately, managers are going to have to get used to that as well. Um, I tend to agree with the point that an experienced referee dealt with it. And up until October last year, that's how it would have been. It would have Mm. been a yellow card and carry on playing. But, rightly or wrongly, VAR was introduced in October last year. And you now have... A video assistant referee whose sole goal in life is to pick these things up. <laughs> Very harsh. And but no, it is. It is. You know, he doesn't multitask. That's his job to pick these things up. We spoke to David Martindale after the Lovey Rangers game at the weekend, and he was equally angry about the penalty. Now, in the past, up until October last year, James Penrise would have got away with that because David Dickinson, the match referee, didn't give it. But I tend to think now, in the age of VAR, if James Penrice gets that much of Alfredo Morelos's jersey, that's going to be a penalty. Mm. And in this age of VAR, if Kyle Vassell puts his foot that high on Marian Cabrera, that is going to be a Do red card. Do you think so, though? No. In the days of... Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying mm. it's a red card. I'm not saying my opinion no, but, is Kyle Vassell should have been sent no, off. But even at what that, I'm, saying is, I, I'm still not VAR, sure with VAR that's always a red. I think it is. I think Andy? it is now. No, not for me, no. I think uh, at the Tony Macaroni Stadium, I think VAR did its job by correcting what David Dickinson missed. But I think at Easter Road, I don't think that was the case. I think, I mean, is there a barometer for common sense in these decisions, which probably does not come into play? Will, will he win his appeal? I think he will. I think he actually could, you know. Well, I think he will, yeah. I just think, because like, the endangering the opponent thing is what you're always going to hide behind, Which is what I was going to say. You, it ticks that box, undoubtedly. Do- <laughs> no, I think it does, because he's still, it's, it's still a raised foot with a stud that he goes in. But, yeah, I, don't I mean, Derek McInnes covered it. He's got his eyes on the ball the full time. Cabrera actually puts his head down towards mm. his foot as well. For me, it's, it it's really hard. Chris, Christian Doidge injured. Kyle Lamferty and Ollie Shaw off the premises. If Kyle Vassell is suspended... For Saturday's game against Motherwell, that is a major, major setback for Kilmarnock. Yep. They need to win the appeal. And that was the sort of when I look at sorry at the start of the season when I was looking at teams, I looked at Kilmarnock and I seen Kyle Lafferty, Ollie Shaw, yeah. Cameron Innes, yeah. uh, Christian Doidge, and yeah, I looked Robinson. at I just seen there's there's a lot of goals yeah. in that team. There's a lot of strikers that have got proven goal scoring records. Looking now, a lot of them haven't scored the goals you thought they would score. And also, mm. a lot of them aren't available now because they've either left the club. Yeah, right. top scorers, Danny Armstrong, the winger. Thank you to Ian. Thank how are you? Taylor. How are you getting on with this teaser? Looking for the last eight players who've been in a match day squad for both an English and Scottish League Cup final for the winning team. They don't even need to have played, but just in a squad like Neil Lennon, Virgil Van Dijk. I only know this because Roger gave me a question from a full time teaser last week. And you so think it's Keith Young? Is no. Excuse me. No. How? Because he, he didn't win it at Celtic, I don't think Did he not? Mm. What about uh, Tory Andre Flo? Yes, Chelsea and Rangers well Kyle done. Bartley? Nope I'm toiling um, Barry Ferguson? Yes And Birmingham? Mm-hmm. What mm. about Scott Sinclair? Nope Who was the one you just said? Scott Sinclair No, no, that, that was right uh, Tory Andre, Andre Flo. Flo 
And we'll get the rest next One more shout Go on then Alan Hutton No, forget it Ooh. Wasting my time We'll get it next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are on the home straight With Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna They're answering this question tonight Eight players Who've been in a winning match day squad In both an English and Scottish League Cup final It's a great question that um, They don't have to have played Just been in the final match day squad Guys like Neil Lennon, Virgil van Dijk Tori Andre, Flo, Barry Ferguson You've got four Gregory Vignal? No it, do you know what though? I'm wondering if you've got the two pieces of that jigsaw right. Oh right, but well, not I do the then. Name. Um, El Hajjuf. Yes. Well, well done. done. What about Joe Hart? What about him? He was there. Celtic in 2021. Man City 2016. And I was going to try and keep it for the end, but we're struggling. Tommy Johnson. Oh, that is a magnificent Villa in '96, Celtic 2001. Okay, which means one to get, and it's very hard, and we'll get it before the end of the show, uh, I think. It was a very uncharacteristic Monday. I feel like we didn't really moan that much about refs at the start, and then we just got into it there with Ian, the the Kilmarnock fan. Um, let's hear from David Martindale after the game at the Tony Macaroni at the weekend. I don't think it's a penalty, I think it's very, very soft. I'm going to concede that he had his jersey, I don't think he pulled that, I don't think there was any force in that. You didn't see the momentum of Morelos' body shape changing, I don't think Morelos is anywhere near the ball, it's no denying a goal-scoring opportunity. So I think it's very harsh, I think if you were to go round every game in the Premier League or even every game in Scotland, there would be 20-odd penalties being given a day for somebody having a whole day, the opposition players shot. What do you think of the free kick? Fantastic free kick. The you, of the free kick. Or the of the free kick. I think, again, I think if you look at I watched the video back and Roof's contact's on Steph originally. So I think Roof's right foot stands on Steph's left foot. I don't think it's a yellow card, even if Steph made the first contact, which I don't think he did on the video that I've seen back, but it was only one angle. Um, I still don't think it's a yellow card, so I think it's a very, very soft yellow card. What do we think in the weekend? Well, so James Penrith shot pull Alfredo Morelos penalty. Yeah, listen, I, I said I was reporting from the Tony Macaroni for Super Scoreboard on Saturday, and I, I shouted down the line at the time. Morelos is his shot tug. The wave play on. I think that's a penalty. David Dickinson went for a corner, and it was only after that the VAR brought it in. It's a bit like the Kyle Vassell red card at Easter Road. In previous times. Pre-VAR He probably gets away with it And it's probably not a penalty But when there is somebody Whose sole goal During that day Is to pick things like that up Then James Penrice Was asking for trouble um, Andy what was your take on it? Yeah penalty uh, I was just saying to, to Roger there That at the start of the season When you know, the band of referees Come in about the introduction of VAR What's going to change Every manager I have no doubt Up and down the country Then leads to their players saying See the blocks at set pieces in the box See the shot pulls at set pieces They stop now because that is what VAR has yeah. been introduced The niggly ones that referees might miss The other ones that are now mm. going to get flagged up Now I do get you know, the frustration That there is inconsistencies there We talked about the one way I think it involved Motherwell St Mirren a couple of weeks ago A pull in the box, drag down Should have been a penalty VAR doesn't flag that up But at the end of the day James Penrice has been really really silly For a ball that Alfredo Morelos probably does not win He's gave the referee a decision to make And ultimately I mm. think it's the right one the, the one I thought was really unfortunate Stephen Omionga I'm not sure either of them had a booking 
And he's managed to get two yeah. bookings and sent off. This is where VAR isn't really the, the discussion point because no. it doesn't give no, no, or, no. you know, yellows. Um, and and Livingston can't appeal it because it's not a straight yeah. head. But just in terms of a refereeing decision, it's, it's funny because look, a free kick awarded outside the box, like that can be a minor mistake, but it becomes a perceived major mistake if the guy sticks it in the top corner yeah. from 22 yards. Did I you... think the first one is. I think the first one looks really soft. I don't know. You were at the game. Was there a a succession of fouls in the lead up? That it, no, no. But I think the first one's really harsh. Then I think the second one. Mm. I do think as a booking to then lead for a second book to a red card makes it seem a lot harsher. But I yeah. think he's 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 running at pace. I think Kamal Roof is very mm. very clever. I, I wonder what's he's, maybe what's tough about the second one, and I don't know this for sure, but just. We we sometimes fall into the trap of thinking that a tackle needs to be severe for it to be you know a booking. But if he thinks that Kamal Roof is dancing into the box, and if he thinks that Stefan Omiyonga stops him, now you can debate that. Yeah. But is that then a booking for stopping yeah. a promising attack? But, you know, is that just possibly? That... possibly I thought they were soft. where I was, I thought they were soft. Gordon. I do think is yeah, it's probably in the soft category. But yeah, I just think mm. the pace he goes in. I think Kamal Roof is very very intelligent, and then step across, yeah. initiate the contact, and then obviously being a dangerous attack. It's led to the but no complaints about Oura Edwards uh, No Red cards for Ross County no, against him no. Fine uh, One more on the teaser then Oh we might need clues here yeah, this, is, this is a doozy to Mr Hannah I'm lost hey. Same final I think As your Tommy Johnson won Celtic oh, 2001 Right So it's a 2001 So it's Martin O'Neill's team The English final was for Spurs Ramon Vega Ramon Vega well I remember him uh, Thank you to everyone who called We've made the draw James in Drumchapel You're the winner of the tickets to Air Racecourse The Virgin Bet Race Day Saturday 11th of March You can get tickets still Airracecourse.co.uk Hospitality tickets still available We will give more away uh, every night this week So do stay tuned for that Thank you Andy and Roger Thank you for your calls Back tomorrow with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL And Gregor is up next <laughs>